This is our morning take. That's what you found. Our morning take. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. And we are the hour in the morning take. Yes, we are. Or maybe we're just the minute. I'm not really quite sure. Who knows? <laughs> but we're having fun, and we still have our guest in the studio today, Mr. Nick Seaman. Say hi, Nick. Hi. Nick is in the house. Nick is in the house. Nick is I a am. math. He's a math teacher at uh, at CCA. Mm-hmm. In case you missed the podcast here a couple weeks ago, yeah, we had a good time uh, on that podcast. And I'm so glad that yeah. you could spend a few days with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, what's going on at work? I haven't heard a thing about what's been going on at your... Oh, nothing much. You know, business as usual. So, uh, you know, it's all good. It's all good. You sure? Yeah. You've been treating your employees right? I always do. You are. You're a good boss. I try to be. I could work for you. (laughs) You think so? Uh, No, not really. (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) It's all good. Did those words come out of my mouth? Look, we got, uh, you know, we've been talking about Abraham and Sarah and uh, what's her name? Sarah. No, it's not. Sarai. Sarai. Sarai, yeah. Sarai, Sarai. Anyway, I just call her Sarah. Sarisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just call her Sarah. But we're going to take a little uh, break from that. We did yesterday. We had a good time with Nick. And, and we're going to continue today uh, talking about another story that's, uh, that uh, I'm actually, if you want to know the truth of it, I'm using it for a little sermon prep. And uh, I kind of want to get these guys' idea of it. And uh, we find this story. It's a beautiful story. Get the movie in your head. Uh, John chapter 5, if you want to read along with us. But uh, it's by a pool in Jerusalem uh, where Jesus is at, right near the uh, temple. In fact, it's in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate. And the scripture is found in John chapter 5. And uh, it's, the pool is called Bethesda. It has five porticos. Anybody know what a portico is? What's a portico, Nick? It's a porch, I believe. That's exactly right. So we know that it has to be like a design like part of the temple. The temple had porticos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered. And then there's a little section that we see in most translations. It talks about how this particular section is not in the earliest translations. Hmm. And without getting too deep in the woods with people <laughs> that, you know, it, listen, it's in the King James Version, so so we're, we're going with it. Uh, I, I am reading from the New American, though. Uh, what does your say? Uh, no, Abe, he's, Abe's looking at something else. Uh, waiting for the moving of the waters, for the angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Nick and I, uh, Abe, was talking before the podcast. We were talking about uh, why just one. I was just about to say the same exact thing. You were thinking that, too. I was thinking the same exact thing. Mm. Yeah, so so we do talk about this. And like I say, this is the section that's not in the earliest manuscripts. And I can almost see why. Because theologically, it poses some questions mm. as to why the angel would stir it up for just one person to be healed. Yeah. But uh, – Nevertheless, that's what the scripture says, and we're going to go with it, because it really has no bearing at all on the story. Not really. Not what John wants us to understand about Jesus. And what Jesus wanted us to understand, too. Amen. So verse 5 says that there was a man who had been there, he had been ill for 38 years. Man. Man. You reckon he was like 39 years old? Hmm. No, I don't really know, but I bet you he was there as a young person. You think so? I think so. I, I do, too. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt just by his illness that he, he might have even been born that way. Hmm. 38 years, though, is a long time to have whatever it was that this uh, affliction he had. 
And when Jesus saw him lying there and he knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? What do you mean? What would you think, Abe? If you've been laying there for 38 years in that condition and a man walks up to you, you don't have any idea who this dude is. <laughs> and he says, hey, man, do you want to get do you wish to get well? Well, the thing about it is he was respectful because he says, sir, I have no man to put me in the water when it stirred up. So he wasn't rude. No. He just didn't know who he was. He had no idea who Jesus was. Because had he known, he would have just been like... Did you think it's an odd question, though? Because he's sitting by the pool at Bethesda, and Mm -hmm. this is what they do. All these lame... (laughs) So maybe... I don't know. Do you think because he had been there so long? Um, that's, that's tough, but, um, I don't think he was even, I don't think he was being rude or cynical. I think it's a valid question. No, I'm not even saying yeah, it's rude or I, cynical. I think I'm it's a valid more... question because the guy's like, I, yeah, I have no, I just, I want to be healed, but I have no one to put me in. Mm-hmm. I want to be healed, but I don't have anyone to put me in. But that goes back to what I'm saying is he had no idea who he was talking to. Any comment, Nick? No, I just you look deep and thought of it. I'm just thinking like a sarcastic person be like, no, I've just been hanging out here for 38 years. years. (laughs) Well, well, here's my thing though, because um, and and of course he does answer him respectfully, and he tells Mm -hmm. him why he's been there because there's no one to help me, and I can never get down soon enough. Hmm. But here's the thing: I believe that Jesus asked the question exactly that way to plant faith. In the man's heart. See, because faith is a gift of God as much as anything else. Yeah. We're saved by grace and that of faith, which is a gift of God. The faith is also given to us by God. Jesus is planting that faith in the man when he says, do you wish to get well? The guys may be thinking now, maybe this guy can heal me. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. We are in John chapter 5. And it was a secret or something. (laughs) There are a lot of miracles that have already happened. It's possible Mm -hmm. that these lame have heard something about a man that is healing people. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he tells him, uh, yeah. I think, not to cut you off, but I think like the others, he's putting his faith in this situation like that's the, that's the only way I can get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and this this is the only way that anything will ever change for me. This is why I think the question yeah. was asked. I really do. I believe Jesus is saying there's an alternative. Mm-hmm. There's an alternative. Yeah, I understand that this is this is where you've been, but Jesus says to him in verse eight. He doesn't even. Jesus doesn't say, "Well, let me help you next time the water. I'll, I'll hang out, and the next time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus just says to him, "Get up, pick up your pallet." And walk. That is so cool to me. Because you see, that's what I mean by him planting faith. He's already asked, do you, do you really want to get well? Yeah, yes, sir. But, you know, I, I can't I can't get in because, I, listen, get up, pick up your pallet mm, and walk. You got your eggs in the wrong basket, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have faith? Yep. Yep. And then the really cool thing is, verse 9. First word in the NASB is, Immediately. Yes. Pretty sure it says that in KJV, to be perfectly yep. honest too. Yep. Immediately. He didn't even think about it. Dude said, get up. He's like, 
Do you think he could feel the strength in his legs? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I really do. I think he could too. Probably he felt like, a lot different than 38 years prior. <laughs> He's just like, dude, I yeah. can actually get And he gets up. As soon as Jesus finishes talking and he says, get up, and you can just you can just probably just feel it just surging through his body. Like, man, that feels amazing. Immediately. Man picked up his pallet, started to walk, mm. became well. That's amazing. Got what he wanted. And then there's the last part of the ninth verse that creates the problem. <laughs> yeah. Now it was on the Sabbath day. Mm, mm. Uh-oh. Oh, my the Sabbath is so much more important than salvation or anything else. It's Do you a- know how many of these miracles that we go through that are recorded in Scripture that Jesus did on the Sabbath? Did he know that there was actually a Monday, uh, you know, a Sunday through Friday? Yeah. <laughs> But, hey, Saturday's here. Time to do some miracles. You know, That's right. But he, I, think <laughs> I got he, work to do. <laughs> and I think it was very much on purpose because he's showing him, I am the Sabbath. Oh, it I is intense. Yeah. It's absolutely intense. I'm the fulfillment of that. And, no. uh, Amazing, but, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a, the music changes now. It was a Sabbath. <laughs> We're going to have to finish this up tomorrow, but man, are we having fun? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dick. You're going to hang around another day? Yes. All right, sounds great. We'll see you all tomorrow.